Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is Random Thoughts, Episode 4. Ah, my top sci-fi movies. Um, basically, you're going to notice a, uh, a theme running through... Uh, my uh, random thoughts. Um, I'm basically a Gen Xer, and when I say Gen Xer, I'm talking um, almost boomer Gen Xer. So, as far as I'm concerned, Hollywood turned to crap in 2012. I'm not exactly 2012, but more or less between 2010 and 2012. So a lot of the movies I recommend are going to be pre-2012. Anyway, with these sci-fi movies, a lot of these, um, they don't need... Uh, a whole lot of introduction. Now, the ones that I'm pretty sure have cult, cult followings, I, I will give a brief description. So, my first movie is Blade Runner. Oh, by the way, just as an added note, for my films in my book, uh, recommendations. They're not in order of what I like. They're just, um, I basically made a list of these movies and books and they're, they're, they're not in order. So, um, when I go through this list, number one is not my favorite sci-fi movie. Anyway, number one is Blade Runner. Um, and I'm talking the 1981 Blade Runner with uh, Harrison Ford, not the uh, abortion of a sequel that got made a couple years back. Um, another thing, too, is I'm going to make a note on this episode. Um, if for some whatever reason you miss out on the note, not my issue. But basically, I'm not a fan of sequels. I am not a fan of sequels. In my experience, um, and I've, I've watched a lot of movies in my day, generally the sequels even if they're good sequels, don't match up to the original. And there are very few sequels that actually top 
the originals. Anyway, so my first recommendation is Blade Runner. Uh, Ridley Scott directing and Harrison Ford is the main guy. Number two is Mad Max. Now, when I say Mad Max, um, I'm talking the original Mad Max. And remember what I was just telling you? It's very seldom that the sequel actually tops the original. Um, this is, this is uh, one of the franchises. The Road Warrior was the second movie in the franchise. Mad Max was the original. Now, a lot of people like to say Mad Max 2. That was not, that may have been how they marketed it in Australia. In America, it was known as the Road Warrior. I'm American, I'm going with that. Road Warrior, um, technically, and, um, and budget-wise, was a much superior movie. The reason I put Mad Max in is, number one, not a lot of the younger generation knows about this movie. But number two, did, I saw Mad Max when it first came out on cable. And it blew me away. Now, that was obviously before I saw um, The Road Warrior, which, quite frankly, is awesome. By the way, Road Warriors not on this list um, because I wanted to put Mad Max. That's the movie I'd like you guys to check out. Now, if you haven't caught my favorite war movies episode, this was Mel Gibson's, as far as I know, second role, uh, movie role in Australia. And... For those of you who haven't seen it, and Road Warrior has everybody, well, most people have seen that. Not many people, I notice, have seen the original. And basically, the story is about, um, it's a post-apocalyptic future where basically the, uh, there are roving gangs that run around and basically uh, wreak uh, terror and chaos wherever they go. And uh, Mel Gibson plays a cop who um, him and his partner have a run-in with one of the local gangs and through a series of circumstances, they end up killing his wife and his baby. And in, in, in case you missed the part where Mel, Mel Gibson is pretty crazy to begin with, um, in, in Mad Max, he, he makes the Mel Gibson who is yelling at his Russian girlfriend look like a... Uh, Mr. Rogers type. So, um, I, I, I recommend that. The third one is The Matrix. 
uh, I'm, I'm sure most people, when I say the Matrix, they already know what I'm talking about. The fourth one is the 12 Monkeys. This is a cult classic. Because when I first watched it, I hadn't heard of it. And it had been out of the theaters for like a couple of years when I watched it. Basically, what 12 Monkeys is about is basically Bruce Willis plays a prisoner in the future who gets sent back in time to stop a terrorist attack. The reason why they, first of all, he's a condemned prisoner. So if he dies in the past, it's not going to matter. He's condemned to death. That's why they're sending him in the past to stop this terrorist attack. But basically, if he can stop this terrorist attack, he can change the future. Because in the future he's coming from, most of humanity has been wiped out. It is absolutely desolate. And basically, um, that's what the movie's about. I don't want to give too much away. It stars Brad Pitt. Um, and this was after he had already made his bones in movie making. Um, and it also stars, obviously, Bruce Willis. And it's directed by the Monty Python guy, Terry Gilliam. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Terry Gilliam, he did an independent sci-fi movie in the 80s called Brazil, which is also a cult, a cult classic. Um, but he was a member of the Monty Python troupe. By the way, if you have not watched their skits, um, if you're not a chick, I recommend watching them because they're, they're hilarious. Um, number five is Universal Soldier. Now, this, I can't call it a, like a cult classic because it isn't. It's actually a cheesy 90s uh, action film with a sci-fi veneer, but it's well acted and the plot is decent for a B-movie. It really is decent. And it stars Dolph Lundgren and um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And basically, the, the premise to this movie is, is um, Van Damme is a soldier in Vietnam and his sergeant goes on a killing spree in a village, Van Damme, being a righteous dude, decides, hey, Sarge, you can't do that, and they end up killing each other. Well, from that scene, they both get tagged and bagged, and then it fast-forwards to the 90s, and there's a terrorist um, situation at the Hoover Dam, and you see these government trucks pull up, with like these, these refrigerated boxes and out pops Van Damme and um, uh, Dolph Lundgren. And you could tell right away 
by looking at them that they had been cybernetically enhanced. And apparently the subplot is, is that the government was take, is taking dead soldiers and basically erasing their memories and using them basically as an untraceable commando force. The like I said, the premise for B movies outstanding, and both uh, Dolph Lundgren and Van Damme are both B movie actors, but they they don't ham it up. They they give a credible performance in this. Now, of course, because it's a B movie, it it soon gets cheesy. But the reason I'm um, recommending this particular movie is because of the premise. The premise I found to be fascinating. Um, basically, the whole cybernetic enhanced soldier thing. At the, at that time, I was reading a lot of William Gibson and the uh, cyberpunk guys. Number six is Alien. I, I know a lot of people, oh, Aliens was better. Um, I actually saw Aliens first, and I hated it. You know, people gripe nowadays about the whole strong whammons thing. Well, it started with freaking Aliens, okay? Um, Alien, to me, is the superior movie. Now, I'm not saying for all you Aliens fanboys out there that it's not a, it's a horrible movie. It isn't. It's technically proficient. My gripe with Aliens is the whole strong whammons thing. But Alien is the perfect combination of horror and suspense and claustrophobia. Number seven is Starship Troopers. I'm talking about the original. Um, uh, I don't really think I should, uh, I really need to go over Starship Troopers. Oh, which by the way was based on the the sci-fi book by uh, Robert Heinlein. Number eight is Wrath of Khan. Obviously, the best of the Star Trek franchise. Obviously. And uh, uh, long after the fact that I, when I saw the movie in the theater, I found out I, I was an original Star Trek fan growing up. And apparently the plot to Wrath of Khan was actually a sequel to a Star Trek episode um, I'm talking the original, not, not the garbage that came afterward. Um, it was a sequel to that. Um, and um, I had not seen, and, and by the way, to this day, I have not seen that episode. And I thought I've seen all the Star Trek episodes, but the uh, 
the episode where Kirk leaves Khan on SETI Alpha 6, I've missed that. I, I To this day, I haven't seen it yet. Um, and, <laughs> you know, to, to Xers around my age, you know, obviously, uh, Ricardo Monteblan, everybody knew him as Mr. Rourke. Everybody knew him as the Schiller of the Chrysler Cordoba. Um, quite frankly, when I saw the movie, I was actually surprised because Ricardo Monteblan was in his 50s when he made this movie. And he is absolutely jacked. I mean, not that I'm that type of guy, but he 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 is he's ripped. And it kind of surprised me because I knew the guy was in his 50s when I saw the movie. I'm like, good grief, is this guy taking steroids or what? Number nine is Terminator. Um Everybody knows about Terminator. Um, once again, I'm not a f not saying that the second Terminator was not was a horrible movie. It wasn't. I just prefer the original. Number ten is Strange Days. Now this this is a cult classic, and it's directed by Catherine Bigelow. And she made this movie before she made The Hurt Locker uh, during the Iraq War. And I don't want to give too much away. You really should watch this movie. Although if you're of a sensitive nature, you might not want to watch it. Because there's, a pretty, there, there's some pretty graphic scenes in the movie. But basically, uh, for those of you who are familiar with the uh, cyberpunk sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, it's a dystopian future where basically you wear this, this headset and you not only record what you're doing, but you feel what you're doing. And basically there's a sicko who's wearing this headset and he's doing unspeakable things to people. But while he's doing them, doing these things to them, he's making them wear the same headset that he's wearing. So not only do they, he feels their pain and their sorrow but um, they feel what he's feeling in addition to what they're going through. The movie, um, like I said, it, it's, a, it's a great concept, but uh, Catherine Bigelow, I, I have to say, this is her most dark movie that I've ever seen from her. Um. Like I said, if you're sensitive nature, don't check out this movie. If, uh, you know, weird concepts don't bother you, this will be right up your alley. Number 11 is District 9. 
District 9 is also a um, cult classic. And I actually saw this in the theater. And it's one of the few uh, movies that I, I think I saw after 2010. Basically, what District 9 is about, and this was filmed in South Africa, and to millennials and Zoomers, it won't, the, the, the um, I don't know what they call it, the uh, metaphor, for lack of a better term, will be over their heads. But to, to Xers like myself, they'll, they'll get the, the, the metaphor. Basically, you have an alien race that is living in shanties in South Africa. And the humans in, in, in South Africa have basically confined these aliens to uh, a certain section of the, sh you know, of the shanties. Well, it's about this cop and he gets called to the shanties and somehow or another, he gets in a tussle with one of the aliens. And not to give too much away, but by the end of the movie, they're fighting together instead of fighting against each other. Um, it's a great script. It's well acted. The effects are not horrible. They're not cheesy. And... I know this is going to sound strange, but I found it a heartwarming movie. Um, I highly recommend District 9. Number 12, once again, uh, cult classic, The Fifth Element. And this stars um, Bruce Willis and Mila Jankovic from the uh, Resident Evil movies. Thank God, in this movie, she wasn't expected to act. <laughs> she really wasn't expected to act. So, thank God for little favors. This movie was directed by Luc Besson. And basically, um, it's set in the future. And, oh, by the way, Gary Oldman plays the villain in this movie. You know, I hated Gary Oldman and Dracula, but like Brad Pitt, he ended up surprising me. The guy's a great actor, but he, he plays the perfect villain in this movie. So basically, um, he's this rich tycoon, but he's actually ruthless. <laughs> he... He's he's actually ruthless and he's after this alien girl because she has this fifth element which could really screw up what he's trying to do. So he's trying to waste her before she could, you know, fix things. And basically Bruce Willis um, gets roped into um, at, uh, guarding her because he's the only one capable of doing it. It's it's a wonderful movie. Uh, I highly recommend it as well. And then the last uh, movie on my list was RoboCop. I mean, if if I was gonna have Starship Troopers, I had to have RoboCop. Um, 
Paul Vanderhoven, look, he he's he's a socialist commie pinko puke, but I will not deny that the man the man can you know he can make a movie. <laughs> He may he he may be a left wing pinko puke, but he's a good movie maker. So, all right, guys, that's my list. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving your giving me your time. I hope this has given you some food for thought. And um, have a good day. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Bye-bye. You people have been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. You will witness what happens here today and you will tell of it later.